three, two, one. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> ah, welcome back. So excited right now. I got Eric with me. And honestly, this is this is one that I, I'm excited to dig into because it's something we I think everyone can relate to. But yesterday uh, in Denver and probably most of Colorado, uh, we got a ton, ton of snow. Schools were canceled. Things were canceled. All the stuffs and everybody stays home and all the things. And it, gave, it got Eric and I thinking stuff that was awesome as a kid versus stuff that's not as awesome as an adult. And number one on my list is snow day. Holy smokes. Like, dude, first of all, do you remember how many snow days we got as kids, as Texans? E? Uh, um, I can think of, we had one week where it iced when I was in sixth grade. I kind of And that was the that. most in a row. And I think maybe, like, it can't be more than a dozen total over. I was going to say entire childhood like, single yeah. digits was my guess. Like genuinely yeah. single digits. In the last two years, my kids have had double digits. Just two years, they've had double digits. It is like the standard thing that everyone around here that I'm, I'm realizing Coloradans always say is, oh, yeah, it snows, but it goes away. It snows, but then it gets warm and it melts off and all that. Well, I, it, since I've moved back the last two years, that is just that is just a lie. It's just not true. I, I, there has been snow in – like they don't plow our streets, which is something I never thought to check before we bought a house because what? But my neighborhood doesn't get plowed, dude. Like, Wait, wait. So is that a city thing? The particular municipality you're in doesn't plow or is it like – Yes. And okay. I, I, I think – and the, there's, a, there's a very obvious line. There's a very obvious break because like right before our neighborhood, clean as a whistle. Totally fine. And then as soon as you turn into our neighborhood, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to get stuck. Like, I'm going to get stuck, and I can see my house. Like, I can see it at the end of the street. But anyways, that's something that Coloradans have always said. And I'm realizing, because I'm not a native Coloradan, and I don't want a shovel or whatever, I bought a snowblower, and, like, none of my neighbors have one. Like, they're all, like, true Coloradans. Like, oh, you don't need it. It'll melt. I'm like, fuck that. I'm, I'm not. No. I don't care if it leaves tomorrow. I'm not shoveling today. <laughs> yeah. Chad was telling me about just having to, like, wake up and shovel snow in the morning. And that just it kills like me. a terrible, terrible existence. Uh-huh. And, and every dollar I spend, and we bought, like, the cheapest snowblower you can get, but every it's well worth it. Well, well worth it. But, yes, point of this week's topic, uh, what we're doing is stuff that's just, like, better as a kid. And, like, I'm realizing it's most things, dude. Like, Yeah, that was that was the thought I had, too, as, as we mentioned this. I was like, man, what is wrong with adults? Where we never experience the same joy of anything, much less little things that children do. Dude, just even to start small, stickers. Just the my kids, if you hand them a sheet of stickers, it like it genuinely makes their day. Emmy will just put them on anything and ever they both will. But like I get pissed off because I find I'm like stuck to the couch or stuck to the fridge and now there's just residue. So like it's just being on the like the other side of it, I guess, to where all you, all I see, all adults see is like, that's work. Now I got to go scrub the shit off the fridge or, you know, especially if you put it on like a TV, which they've done. Like now I got to get like the stick because I can't just like use my fingernail, scratch the screen. Like it's just the, the lack of in the moment funness as adults, because all we see is the repercussions of it. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Is it, is it just the responsibility you think, or is there something more to that? If we were, if we were like at an amusement park or something and I had a bunch of stickers, I'd probably put them everywhere. That'd be fun because I don't have to, but even Joe, I could, I could confirm you would do that. (laughs) 
<laughs> have done and will continue to do. But even then, as soon as I said that, I instantly think, well, no, some poor schmuck, some poor, like, you know, like 17 year old is going to have to come clean this. So I instantly like it. I guess it's kind of the same. It, it's really all the same, but it, it's kind of the same even with like zoos. Taking my kids to the zoo, they love it. They're excited for the giraffes and, the, you know, all the, the every animal you could possibly name, lions and tigers and bears. I see it as like these poor animals, they're in prison. Like, it's just the duality of the, the human mind, I think, to either just pure joy and just focus on the good or once you've – and maybe that's the thing. Do you think it's simply age? Is it simply once you're like, you know, 30, you realize these things and you can't go back? Or do you think there's a way to like reinvigorate that kidness? You know, like it is there – I mean, <laughs> as I say that, I realize like if I have like seven, eight beers – that reinvigorates my kidness. Yeah. <laughs> is true. that why? It's very but, true. but you know what I mean. Is it simply age? Because it, you don't have. I mean, you got plenty of like nieces and, and shit. But like, was the last time you played with stickers? You know what I mean. As a as an individual person. Yeah. Uh, you know, I gotta say, it's been a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good question. If it's just age, I don't know that it's just age as much as it is. Because it got me thinking: Is it? Just simply understand, like having a greater understanding of the world at large. Hmm. And so, like your example of like, oh well, if I'm in an amusement park, you know, I don't have to clean up these stickers, but I know somebody does. And is yeah. that knowledge what is the problem, or is it literally like even bigger than that? Is it just us as adults being like, well, shit, everything ends, so why enjoy anything? Like, are we back to nihilism again? Is that what we came to? Because it's a very good point. Like that's that's even the way I view like going to the movies now. Like all I think about is what we have to bring. Make sure we bring uh, you know jackets or like thin jackets for the kids. Make sure I've got like I can't like fully enjoy myself in that if we go to like one of those movies. Pretty much every movie theater that sells booze. I'm like, well, I can't really like I can have one. But I got to drive our kids home. So, like, I'm not going to have, like, four drinks at the movie theater. So, I can't, like, the focus becomes on the practical and, and, and the, the work, I guess. The, the focus becomes on the work required for this activity to be done as opposed to, woo, Paw Patrol the movie. Yeah. So, like, what is the adult equivalent of that then where we just, like – because really I feel like kind of what we're talking about is a freedom, right? Like yeah. a freedom to not have to deal with the repercussions or even if we have to deal with it, to just not – have it weigh upon us mm. right like your that, kids will do something and they'll know at the end of it oh i have to this is going to happen or whatever right like say they go play in the mud they know they're going to have to get cleaned up right mm. but they'll mm. still play in the mud and enjoy it dude that's okay that's a very good point or whatever at least it, it triggered a memory uh camp travis when i was you know summer camp for anybody listening so you know, a week-long summer camp this one was super christiany but we're not going to go down that road Vance isn't here we don't need to there was a day where it rained and it rained heavily and there was a moment of you know there's like that two-hour block of free time in the afternoon where like literally i remember uh clay and i we went to like we went and like made stuff at like the art thing or whatever like we painted or did whatever whereas john Rowe, friend of the podcast john Rowe, and 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 others went and they just like wrestled and dove and slid around in the mud and all that and even as uh let's say 15 year old i don't know pre-driving for sure 14 year old i didn't wanna 
like even as a fourteen, I was just like, uh, the, the upside of that compared to the work to like, I, I were you that kid? Would you play? When's the last time you played in the mud? Like, do you remember like even at age like twelve, were you a mud player? What do you think? <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, yeah, some part of it is intrinsic. Some part of it is just who I am. I think. Yeah. See, you say that, but there are certainly other things in your history. Let's say. That's a very good point. You did not necessarily think about the long term effects of. So, uh, you mean cigarettes? And like, you mean like? I yeah. Let's just say cigarettes as a whole idea. Air quotes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's use that. So, I mean, I don't. Is that? It? That was good. But so, like for me though, like maybe that thinking applied to those things, right? To cigarettes as a big thing. But it didn't for you. So, yeah. like, where is where's that difference? What turns off and on within us to be like, oh, here's something that I know that in this moment I'm going to appreciate. Like, for me, I'm going to eat these cheeseburgers, plural, yeah. and have a great time. But I also know in the future maybe it's not so great for me. Yeah. So, like, what – where does that – how do we equate that? Is that just a personal – thing of like oh here's the joy i feel in this and this is my thing so i'm going to do it consequences be damned mm-hmm. and so if that's us as adults when do kids start to like yeah. parse that out within their development bro i i did that i mean literally right now i'm sitting here uncomfortable because i had four bowls of cereal last night at 10:15 p.m. <laughs> Four in a row, sat down, poured eight, poured eight, didn't even like, didn't even put the milk away, sat down at the table with the gallon of milk and the box. You know the moment. Yeah, you know, you know. I I say we've all, you and I have. And I say, and like, I feel like, I feel terrible today. Like my stomach hurts. I'm moving sluggish and I know it. Even as I'm pouring the second bowl, I'm like, this is a mistake. I'm saying it out loud like a psychopath to myself alone. This is a mistake. And I still, still do it. But at least I'm aware this is a mistake because, and I will admit, at least at age 19, when I picked up cigarettes, I remember me and my buddy at the time uh, at Baylor University, which of all people, the Baylor kids ended up doing a lot of drugs, but that's a whole separate topic we can delve into later. Me and my buddy both were like, yeah, by the time we graduate, like, we're going to quit these. Like, definitely, like, sure, I'm picking it up now, and I know it's bad <laughs> later, so I'll just quit in three years. You know, the most addictive substance humans have ever created, maybe besides heroin. I'll just quit. Like, you know, I won't even. And so maybe the difference then was the the logic. I, I could still trick myself into thinking that later is better. I could still trick myself into thinking, oh, I'll just do this now, but tomorrow I'll fix it or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it, right? Like maybe the more experience we have, I don't know, dealing with consequences, the more f- accepting or knowledgeable we are of like what is and isn't worth it for us but that still doesn't explain like the joy aspect of things and that's really what i I was trying to like focus on is like i don't get you know i play with my nieces and they get so excited for the littlest things and i was like i don't remember the last time like i could outwardly express this much joy let's say maybe i felt it but i don't know how to express it anymore that seems not great but also standard for adults it seems dark as fuck, but it also seems normal. It's, it seems like that's – I imagine most people day to day, that's how we go about life. It's like I can't imagine like the person that helped me at the bank yesterday or the person that, that did my oil change on Monday. I can't imagine the last time they made any noises that sounded like my kid's sledding yesterday because there's a hill that's walkable from our house, which is dope. I mean it's – That's awesome. Go. 
oh, dude, it's fucking awesome. Literally, we walk there. We carry these little sleds. They don't wait anything. It doesn't take very long to get there. My kids get the sled and walk back up the hill and make themselves tired while I stand at the top. They make noises sledding down the hill that is unbridled joy, pure happiness. I haven't made that noise. You haven't made that noise. The guy at the bank, the guy at the oil chain. No, these people, we don't do that. Like, so there is something about being a kid that allows you or you just allow Like, you don't even think about it. You just express joy. If there's a happy yeah. moment, you just let it out. Yeah. It, well, really, it's all emotions, right? Like, that's one of my favorite things about dealing with kids is, like, you know where you stand. They're not – they're not, it. like <laughs> – couching their emotions for your feelings you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they're like i feel this way i'm going to express it and as we get Mm -hmm. older like you know we don't feel the same low we don't express the same lows that your children do either right like Mm -hmm. as much as you might feel it you are not just going to have a complete crying fit because you know it's time to eat dinner and you don't want to right Uh or whatever Uh mac and cheese is cold you know like (laughs) no the mac and cheese is reheated uh, That's what it kids, was. Yeah. Emery will now only accept fresh made out the pot. If she doesn't see a pot, I've even tried to trick her and put a pot on the stove and pretend she can still taste it. But that's all separate thing. I yeah, I can't. I can't remember the last time that I just let something out, knowing full well now it's not the time. Like as adults, and again, it's it's that it's the, just the awareness of the world at large and how if I throw myself down in the middle of the aisle at Walmart, like there's a real chance that like someone gets called. There's a real chance that at least the store manager, if not the police, I don't know. If I'm just like kicking and screaming in the middle of an aisle, yeah. like, there's a real chance that something. Meanwhile, when my kids do it, it's like everyone looks at it like, oh, uh, like the, the the looks other adults give you, like, oh, good luck, bro, you got this one, all you, like that kind of shit. We all know it, but we know we can't express it that way. But like, even just, I guess to, to stick with with the snow analogy, uh, going sledding, my kids just throw themselves down the hill, backwards, upside down. Raiden will stand on it and try to like snowboard down, like honestly. Meanwhile, all I'm thinking is if I do this, it's going to hurt my back. If I do this, I'm going to hurt tomorrow or whatever. Like, it's, again, the awareness. It's just once you've opened that door, the mental door of perception to possibilities of downfalls, it's hard to – like, that's a Pandora's box, I think, of consequence. Once you, yeah. once you start thinking about or at least have ever considered, like, oh, the consequences of this action, I imagine you start to apply it to all other actions where they don't have that <laughs> at all. That's a really good way to look at it because, yeah, I was wondering, like, maybe there's something, like, intrinsic in us as humans that sort of knows, like, when – I don't know if this is true because, like, as kid, as a kid, you don't think of the consequences of, like, throwing yourself down the hill. But mm-hmm. maybe there's some part of you naturally that knows you'll probably be fine. You know what I mean? Ooh. Whereas for you, you know, as you've gotten older, I, pro- I might not be fine. You know what I mean? Like, is there something coded no, in that's our, a like, great survival point. DNA idea that's like, hey, I know that my body can probably handle this. So, like, your With- kids run around and play, right, all the time, run around, run around. Eventually they get tired, and they know when mm-hmm. to stop. They don't run themselves to where they can't walk anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though they wouldn't be able to put it into words, they wouldn't be able to express that concept clearly. They might not. It might even just be you, right? It might just be a completely subconscious thing. But yeah, I mean, every six-year-old just throws themselves off of couches or off of swings or off of, you know, all of those things. And there might be some, like, deep reason that they know, like, I'll probably be all right. See, it's interesting. We say this because my niece has a genetic thing where she's not, like, she she gets real tired and she has all that stuff. And she was never this kid. 
she never did any of this. And wow. so that just occurred to me, but I was now I'm wondering like she will jump around and do all that stuff, but she was def- she's definitely much more cautious than most other 7-year-olds. And part of it now is the consciousness of hey, I have this thing called FA and I need to be careful and then there's also this thing where she's just like not about it. But yeah, like I mean 8 months ago, I'm trying to pick a date before we knew she still was acting this way even though she didn't know. There was no scientific diagnosis, but she still was acting that way because possibly, I mean, just maybe th- there was a subconscious kind of a thing where she just felt like I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, or she's just like, I am tired, right? Like, I'm more tired now and I need to stop. And most kids would not be tired right now, but I am, you know? And so yeah, I wonder and, if and, there is something within us that's sort of like, you know, I know things I can and can't do physically now, like as part of my rehab, right? Like, I knew, oh, hey, now is the time when I should try and walk without a crutch for five feet or whatever. Hmm. But until then, I didn't. And I'm wondering if that's just within us or if that's like a learned behavior or if that's solely because of consequences. What equation is that? I mean, there's certainly a learned behavior to it, definitely. But I I like the idea of some type, like... I mean, you know, at some deep, deep level, we know who we are. We know ourselves. So, like, you know, just the hippie in me wants to believe that's true. So I'm going to go with it. Like, it, I absolutely like it. But, yeah, like, just just going back to the shoveling thing, it's, it's actually, it kind of reminded me. Because the last year, I mean, it's been a full year since I've sledded. But this little hill is, like, I don't know, nine seconds of a ride. You know, like 15 max, probably less, probably less. And I did it two, three times. Didn't go crazy. Didn't get a running start. Just like boringly went down the hill with my kids. And the next day I was like, oh my God, I can barely walk. Like my back was jacked. And just talking to you right now, it reminded me when I was say 10 and Sam was eight, my younger brother, we went on a uh, family trip to New Mexico, to Angel Fire, New Mexico. And the snow, uh, like actual snow, so like was closed for the day. Like it was going to be open the next day. They had something or whatever. So my dad <laughs> being, uh, my father used to get incredibly angry on vacations. <laughs> He, and it's, that's it's all dads, by the way. That is uh, yeah. all dads. All dads. Because all he's thinking about is the work aspect. How much do I need to do to put it? So he took it upon himself to go find a hill. And we're driving around. He's driving. My mom's in the in shotgun trying to keep him calm, as she does. My brother and I in the back being assholes, as we do. And he's just livid. You can feel the rage bubbling inside him. And he just found a random hillside. Off just, we just pulled off the road. And there was some snow. Not a lot. And there was a fence. He fucking climbed the fence. And for everyone listening, uh, my father, when he was in college, uh, was, a, was a hurdler. And he cracked his knee on a hurdle that was set up backwards. So it didn't give. He just destroyed his kneecap. They had to remove his kneecap. Walking became difficult. Blah, blah, blah. So he's hopping this fence, already hurting himself. He then climbs up this hill, goes screaming down on a tube that we brought ourselves. It probably wasn't even a snow tube. It was probably a water tube that we just brought. He hits uh, a stump that we didn't know was there. He goes flying flying smashes into the fence at the bottom dislocates his hip he spent the rest of the vacation laying in one of the guest room beds because we were in like some little house thing he didn't move the rest of the vacation four days straight he didn't do anything and that's who i am now as a dad like i i realize <laughs> thankfully i learned that from him so i guess it is learned behavior that if you do anything like that the odds of, of a downfall is highly likely or at least for me i think it is so i think it at least gives it gives some credence to the, you know, to, to the learned behavior portion of it. But also, like, even just little stuff, dude, like Chuck E. Cheese or, yeah. or any, you know, arcade kind of climb around thing. I, you loved them. I loved them. We all used to love them. Have you been in one recently? 
So it's funny you mentioned that. I just went to main events oh, with nice. the fam, with the girls yeah. over um, Christmas break. And then in September, there was a birthday party at Peter Piper Pizza, which I was also a part of. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. You remember, at least as a kid, I remember video games, the machines themselves were super high-tech looking, super fancy, the lights and sounds. It, would, it was a moment. It would encapsulate my entire being being in this arcade. Now I just walk around and I'm just like, these things are so old. And to be fair, they probably were newer when we were kids. You know, like the early 90s was probably when they're rolling them out. But like, they're so old. They're not that much fun. My kids still love them. They still have a great time. But specifically, and here's, here's an example that is gross, bro. We were at, uh, it's Urban Air. It's just a trampoline park. It's a you know, place with all the trampolines and shit. And there's a ball pit. And all the kids are swimming around, playing around in the ball pit and jumping around. And at one point, you hear a bunch of kids go, ew. Have I told you the story? Cause, or maybe you just know what's coming. No, you know what's but coming. I have a feeling. You yeah. know what's coming. Ew. One girl gets out. She's Peter Pants in the middle of the ball pit. So she gets carried away by her mom. Well, now the, the workers come over, the, the employees. The employees are teenagers. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, these aren't, you know, these aren't adults by any means. They don't give a shit. The dude went over with essentially some Clorox spray, sprayed the middle of the ball pit, and then just walked away. They didn't close it. They didn't remove any of the – but, like, there is piss in this thing, and now there are kids jumping back in. As a kid, you don't even think about it. As a kid, you saw a guy spray a thing, perfect magic done, we're clean. As an adult, bro, you know, we all know, I cannot allow myself – like, I can't detach what just happened from what is now happening. It is so gross. So maybe that's it, too. I'm uh, just more aware of just germs <laughs> as an adult. That's true, but I, I think there is – like, even as adults, we sort of have different levels of acceptedness of that, right? Like, some people couldn't walk into that place without, like, wanting gloves on, right? And just needed uh. to hand sanitize all the time. And there's other of us who are just like, oh, you know what? We're going to get a little germy today. That's just the way it's going to be. <sighs> That's a good point. That's that's a really good point, actually. But Dude. so, but then again, like going back to the joy thing, right? Like your kids jumping in that ball pit, like you're weighing the consequences of like these kids are going to get some other girls here and all that. That's really gross, and they're just like we're having fun in the ball pit. So, so I guess then, but that's probably the reason for the for the for the line being drawn between their mentality and my mentality their mentality is all and good you should all i want to do is have fun have as much fun as i can and the only real thought process is how to make this moment better whereas an adult i have to be like all right so we're gonna take baths and make it home like it's definitely now bath night like when we get like i can't detach myself from the responsibility as shit maybe that's just what it is the more responsibilities you get as a human being the more you focus on responsibilities because obviously you have to (laughs) And as a kid, I mean, they have, you know, besides folding their clothes on occasion, which they don't even do well. Like, that's basically all they got. Yeah, they have to, like, go to school and then, like, yeah. go to bed when you tell them. Right? Like, that's... They, they, dude, imagine, imagine leaving your house with what my kids leave the house with in the morning. And that is nothing. They go, they go to school. They, they, they're told that lunch will be provided. They have a backpack with crayons. And that's it. They're good for the day. You don't need anything. And what a beautiful way to go through life. To be fair, I've tried to find work that's more or less that, so that's <laughs> another thing. But <laughs> oh, dude, but no, like even just the idea of amusement parks. Like, do you go on? Like, did you ever go on rides? Like, even as a kid, were you a fan of rides? Um, I was okay with them. I liked them. At some point, I sort of got like 
too big almost to fit in them sometimes to like mm-hmm. comfortably at least and like then mm-hmm. i would stop and for instance when i went to the mall of america like they all went on a bunch of rides and i went and saw a movie nice Nice. Uh, dude, that Mall of America, I've been there. That was actually, that was a really fun thing for the kids, too. But even still, like bumper cars, I won't get in bumper cars. I'm too scared. I'm genuinely scared I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my back out. Because I'm of your back? To, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. You, you catch me from behind and I'm not looking and I'm not braced or whatever, I'm going to fly. Like, I'm going to get whiplash. And I'm gonna, like, so uh, that and, and roller coasters and all of these things, I'm just aware of my own mortality. And maybe that's, maybe that's yeah, what Yeah, that's what I'm going back to, right? Like, I don't know. It can't really be that simple, though, can it? That's just like... It might be. (laughs) That would be. What? Well, that brings an interesting, like, religious aspect into this that I don't know that, like, makes sense, right? Because I don't know that what you believe as a religion affects the idea of this, though. Does that make sense? It does. I, I like that thought. Because I remember... I mean, specifically, when we were, you and I were 17, 18-ish, still in high school, I remember having the thought, like, well, I don't really need a good job. I don't really need to try that hard, because eventually I'll die and go to heaven. Like, no matter what I do here, eventually I get showered with golden, all the, mm, I don't like that. I don't like golden, mm, mm. whoops, right. we're going to rewind everybody. I did not everybody. anticipate mm. that going mm-hmm. that way. <laughs> Snow days, religion, getting pissed on, it's what we're doing. Everybody, thanks for listening. I was afraid there'd be a quiz coming up. <laughs> well, here's a here's a quiz. What temperature golden shower do I prefer, sir? I, I, I tend to aim on the more loose. Wow, that's fucking gross. Anyway, Knowing you, it's hot. You're you're a hot shower always, guy. Totally hot shower, dude. And that was another thing too. My kids yesterday playing in the snow. They played until they were literally crying. Emery came in scream crying because her you know her socks had had snow on them, her gloves had snow. Like they play until the like they push well past the point of comfort for fun whereas i can't have fun if i'm uncomfortable period like i just i i couldn't even start having fun i would even go so far to say that i might give up fun for comfort sometimes instantly i do instantly there is very there are very few things out there that are so much fun that i would be willing to be uncomfortable uh fish shows as I am incredibly uncomfortable there, as uh, being in a large group of people while you contemplate the nature of reality is not the most comforting thing. But I'm not going to stop because that's a different type of fun. But that's about it, bro. Like, that's about it. I won't go. I don't even like going to, like, NFL games because they're not comfortable. I went to a Broncos game. It's like, you sit way up high. It's uncomfortable seats. My back kind of hurts. It's a bunch of screaming people. I can't hear. The uh, Yeah, dude. Trading comfort for fun. That's, that is a unique, I think, that is a uniquely kid trade. Most adults, I'm saying, I, I think, would trade. I, I think we would choose comfort over fun most times, I think. Do you think that's good, or do you think there's something that, like, maybe if we did more of the fun stuff without thinking of the consequences or of the lack of comfort, if we just embraced that moment— would that be healthier for us? Would we then be able to tap into more of that joy that kids feel and maybe like not all have to go to therapy? <laughs> That's probably a really good point. But like as soon as you say that, I'm just I'm thinking of like camping, not going. Like it, oh, if God, it's like, God, yeah, I'm not going. Like I'm not, like a buddy of mine just bought like an off-road thing and he's like, oh, in a couple once it starts warming up, we can go out. I know the secluded spot in the mountains. We can bring tents. No, bro. Like I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all because my first thought is uncomfortable. Yes, there will be fun moments. I'm certain there would be fun to be had, but I'm not. So, like, that's – 
Yeah, but we also do this thing where, like, no matter what, we think of, like, all these, like, reasons to not do things. And then if we eventually do them, at least this is me, like, if I eventually, like, just – I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this anyway because it will probably be fun. In the moment, all the things that I was worried about aren't really, like, that big a deal. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, ab- absolutely. Even just social cues. Like going to somebody's house that I don't know that well, or like my kids got invited, so I'm like, fuck it, I guess I'll go. I'm like, you know what? This wasn't that bad. Like it, it's almost always, like nine, I'd say eight-ish out of ten. Eight or nine out of ten times, I'm glad I pushed past the uncomfortableness and just did the thing anyways. Because, I mean, in society as we know it today, like 2023 American society, how uncomfortable are we really? Like, minus camping, because fuck that. How uncomfortable are we ever Really? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, right? Like most of us are not food scares. Most of us, yeah, like are doing just fine on a comfort level compared to ninety one point seven three percent of the world. <laughs> that math checks out. I looked it up earlier. You nailed it. You nailed it. But like certainly compared to you know, and, and again we have to caveat like you know we're we're white dudes, so it's obviously easier for us. But like it, it I, I don't know like. What's the most uncomfortable you've ever been? Oh, shit, your leg. I take that back. That's a really easy question. Yeah, I got that one. I could tell you that pretty easily. <laughs> Being in the hospital for a week, is that uncomfortable? Weird how that works out. Yeah. Being unable to use the restroom by myself. That was pretty uncomfortable as a situation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But Okay, so minus that. What's the most uncomfortable you've ever been minus, you know, like genuinely surgery required moments? What's like the, like... You know, airplanes are uncomfortable, but are they really? Like, are, are they? Yeah, you know? I think we're talking about two different things, right? We're talking about physical comfort and we're talking about, like, emotional or mental comfort, right? Mm. And they yeah. sort of play together and they're sort of also not the same. Um, like, physically, yeah, airplanes are terrible. Uh, some sporting events, like if the chairs are small, are awful. That kind of thing for yeah. me. Bench seats so, anywhere that has like metal risers. Like I'm out. I'm not sitting on this. Like I, I literally can't. Like I won't. But honestly, I think I'd rather do any of that than, like you said, go camping in the summer in Texas and try and sleep in a tent on the ground. Like what are we doing? Uh, I will go if there are like, like a, a, some form of a building with. I mean, essentially, I need running water. Like if if there's not running water, I'm not going i went out i went camping and not even camping i went to a buddy of mine's house in fact you've met this guy uh i'm not gonna say his name because he doesn't listen so i'm not gonna anyways but you've met this guy we used to play poker with him a couple times he has land out in west texas and we went out there one time and when we got out there uh his the pipes had burst he had electricity he had water he had everything but the pipes had burst so like we genuinely had to go to the bathroom like in a hole in the ground like you had to go dig it and like cover it like willful like obviously i'm there so we made the best of it and that's another thing too it's not to say the hesitation i have to the front end of the thing versus the once i'm in it all right let's make the best of this those are two separate things i will admit that i I don't ever want the the run-up tension and anxiety to override the actual moment if there is something to be done in the moment i'll do it but dude getting out there and realizing he was like yeah man like it was me and two of the dudes and him and he was like guys like you genuinely have to go out and like, and you have to cover it because there are wild animals and they could bring, you know, like, Oh my God, I would never choose that. You know what I mean? Willfully on my own volition, choose that is insane. But even that's not that bad. Like, you know, if, if we rewind a couple hundred years, you know, I'd probably more than that, but like not that long, like that was standard. Yeah. 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 How, here's a question. We'll maybe end on this. Cause it's been 30 minutes. How far back could you live? Like, 
Now? Me now? Yeah. You right now to be transported <laughs> oh. back to what? The 1500s? I don't think I, I, I don't think God. I could survive. I really don't. Honestly, man. Because, like, now you're talking about me needing, like, a crutch, right? So, like, I need medical things Ooh. that work well enough for me to – I guess I don't have to. Like, I could just never leave somewhere and just be, like – it, let's home. say your leg magically heals, just in theory or whatever. Okay, my leg. Yeah, in that case, yeah. I don't think I make it out of the 1900s. <laughs> I really don't. Maybe. So, like, if I'm in the 40s, if I'm drafted in World War II, I don't think I'm making it out of that. I'm probably not oh, making God. it out of Nam either. We're not that far back to like drafts. I forgot. Yeah. So like, you wouldn't want to go like like I get to choose honestly, but yeah, right. like I <laughs> I wouldn't make it out of those. I wouldn't think right. Like unless I'm not on. Like you're rolling a dice, but if you're just talking about like modern amenities, more or less, yeah, yeah. Uh, the thirties maybe, forties. Yeah, well, like I'm, I'm literally googling when was the pillow invented? Because like, <laughs> okay, well, Joe, they had pillows for a while. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like good ones, not like horse. Oh, okay, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm looking. You're at gonna Google really when are good pillows invented? Yeah, that... I don't. When were cotton pillows? Here we go. Here okay. we go. Uh, oh no, like a long time ago. So yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I can at least, I at least do like that. if you go to like, but that's the thing. They weren't for everybody, right? Like you go to Versailles, they got nice furniture. But there's a reason they had to chop those people heads off is because nobody got it. So, I mean, but dude, the furniture thing is is a great point to to show the the disconnect between the physical uncomfort and the mental uncomfort. Because going over to someone's house whom I don't know, but my kid's friends with their kid, obviously they're going to have a couch to sit on. Obviously, it's going to be you know comfortable to a level that I'm used to. It's the mental anxiety. Which what is that? What is the mental anxiety of just going to a, a relative stranger's home? Like, what do I think is going to happen? Like, they're not going to grill me on some shit I've never heard. Like, I'm not going to get put under some light and ask questions. Like, they're probably going to get yeah, me and like, beer. Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, how much do you really care if they even like you? Exactly! I don't – I barely don't. knew these people four days ago. Why do I give a shit? What am I so tense about? What What is that? Is what it is because that? of your kids, you think, or is it even divorced of kids? Oh, like? pre-kids. If it was just, like, yeah. my wife's coworker, I didn't want to go. They're like, oh, they're having a barbecue on Saturday. It's like, fuck, I don't want to go. And then I end up liking them. It's not that bad or whatever. But, like, what is that? I, I wonder if that's just having to feel a bit performative, right? Like, there's a version of yourself that you probably aren't going to be around strangers that you will be around me, per se, right? So is it literally just the idea of having to put in any work extra to exist? Eric, are you saying that I would somehow change my personality based on <laughs> based on who I'm around? Are you saying that I might... I might go over the top in order to make someone laugh to make sure that they like me. Are you saying that I am so desperate for other people's approval that I might actually work more than I would at home? Because I don't, hmm, I don't, what? I mean, I don't know if I said that, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a completely true statement is that I don't have to, it, it's just the level of effort. If I'm sitting at home, I don't even have to talk. Like if I'm just sitting alone in a room, that I could just be silent. And if you're at someone else's house, you can't just show up and sit silently in a corner. Yeah, and part of me wonders if it's literally just like having the option to choose to do it, right? So like weirdly – so for instance, I've been doing a little work on the weekends while I'm watching football. And it's so much easier for me to work on a Saturday when I'm sitting watching football than it is during actual work time 
for no other reason that I have chosen to do it now instead of when they told me to do it. Oh, man. Dude, that hits a point that Sarah, my wife, and I have been talking about Emery lately. She has to be the one that decided to do the thing. It doesn't matter what the thing is. It could be her favorite fucking thing. It could be her fa- It doesn't matter. She has to be the one to choose it, and that is a very unevolved form of what you just said. Like, it, that, yeah. that is so true, though, man. The fact that I can say I chose to do whatever this thing is instantly makes this thing better than if I didn't get to choose. Oh, man. Great point, sir. Great point. I don't know how to end it after that. That was deeper than I expected, especially from golden showers to here. But I like. <laughs> well, we, we started with children's joy, and then we got to golden showers, and then we got to here. So that's an important distinction, right, is that we started I mean, there. I find uh, the only way I can achieve childlike joy is during a golden shower. And I think everyone out there can agree. So uh, so thanks for listening. America's number one conservative podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.